Well, there's an appropriate intro song. Ramble, <laughs> ramble on, which is something we seem to be highly skilled in, rambling. Absolutely. That is. I was listening to the radio this week and I heard that and I thought, man, we've got to get rid of the angels for a little while and go, go a bit of Zeppelin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice choice. Nice choice. Um, one of the issues I had this week was um, my new sort of hobby is making leads, mic leads. Yeah, and you were mentioning the, you were getting into this. Bully for you. Yeah, well, my stupid thing is my dad was in electronics pretty well all his life. Mm. Do you reckon I learned how to solder? Do you reckon I had any interest <laughs> in what he did? Zero. Um, so I've been teaching myself and um, I bought some beautiful lead, some mm. Canary uh, Star Quad, got some Neutric uh, connectors. I thought this is going to be great. I made about five leads, half a metre or a metre leads, and I used those for patching compressors to preamps and into the mixer and all that kind of stuff. Worked perfectly. Then I made two longer ones, a four-metre and a five-metre mic leads. Had this hum. Couldn't work it out. The hum, I could not get rid of it. Rang people, went down to a music store. They patched the things into the machine. I went, nope, soldering's great. Everything's working. Don't know what your problem is. Rang a guy while I was there. He's going, never had an issue with these things before, ever. Couldn't work it out. So I ended up calling a mate of mine. I said, have you got this guy, Serge? Have you got his number? Uh, which he did, so I rang Serge. And then Serge said to me, which is unfortunate name for a guy in the electronics. <laughs> just thinking that. <laughs> yes. And um, he said, uh, he, you do have the shield uh, connected to number one on the XLR. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't. He goes, oh, well, it's got to be number one. Uh-huh. So he goes, I always have um, the shield is number one, the white goes on number two, and yeah. then your red or your blue goes on number three. Uh-huh. So I did it, and guess what? It worked. No hum. Perfect. In fact, absolutely uh, perfect. But there's a, there's a trick for young players. Absolutely. I'm not sure how many people out there are making their own leads, but can I suggest that if, if you've got a home studio, it's something you should at least learn the basics of? That leads me to one thing that I mentioned to Serge. And I said to him, why don't you set up a business where you offer support for people like us, where we're sitting at home and you, you know something goes wrong, who do you call? Who do you call? I look the guy who built my studio, uh, and the guy who does all my repairs, and actually recently just cleaned my patch bay and stuff for me is a guy called Terry Fogg. Yep, I was working for an advertising agency here in Sydney called George Patterson Bates, and at the time he built us two new studios um, from the ground up. And the guy's a genius. He's he builds boxes. He's built all sorts of bits and pieces over the years. Um, in fact, one thing that I distinctly remember he built for these studios at George Pat's was he built this little switch box so that you could push a button. You could select what you were recording to. So say you wanted to record to, well, back in those days, U-Matic. So you were striping back to a U-Matic. You could select to record to that. But And that was a row of red buttons on one side. And then on the other side was a row of blue buttons, which was your monitoring. So you could select to monitor off something else if that's what you wanted to do, which was infinitely handy when you were doing long form stuff and you wanted to sort of switch between the source and the destination to check that everything was okay. So he's really clever and he's he's done my studios ever since Studio One. And I've got to be honest, that's why I'm lazy building leads because I just <laughs> I just get Terry to do it for me because he uses all the top quality gear anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've had to repair leads in an emergency situation in the past, 
Um, but <laughs> I usually ring Terry and go, mate, just talk me through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's interesting, there's a guy in the States that does the same thing. He's uh, the, the guy, George Whittam, who's George the Tech. And uh, he's been sort of part of the voiceover community for years. So he goes out, he will build ground-up studios for people. He will help you with tech stuff. He'll come and set up your gear, that kind of stuff. Well, we've talked before about how to track the problem down, but then you've got to be able to fix the problem. That's ex- And that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you can't do it yourself, which as we've said, you know, most people can't, um, you need someone who's at arm re- arm's reach to sort of go, well, you know, do this. Um, and there's something to be said for having a couple of spare leads around for those, you know, all important ones like mic leads, like the ones you say that connect from the, the compressor to the mixer or the mixer to your computer or whatever, have a few of those around. I actually had that problem the other day. I have a, um, a little connection dongle that changes my um, Firewire from Pro Tools into the back of the Mac. It, it takes it from Firewire 4 to Firewire 8 to go into the back of the Mac. And it was a, it's a $2 connector from China. Um, but I had to pull the computer out for a reason. Pushing the computer back in to its little box that it sits in, pushed it too far back, and I've snapped the dongle. <laughs> Luckily, when I bought one, I bought two. So I did have a spare one in the cupboard and I've now ordered another one. Um, but yeah, that's just one example of, you know, I could have been screwed for up to three weeks till I got here from China because you can't buy them here anywhere. Yeah, that, that always worries me, the iLock, because I had mine sitting in, the, in a USB port on the top of the computer and did the same thing, moved the computer and it snapped, well, it didn't snap, it just bent oh. and came yeah. apart, but I managed to put it back together again and I, I've had experience with that, and can I just say that the iLock insurance that you can buy is sometimes well worth it. <laughs> oh, can you buy insurance for iLocks? You can buy – I can't remember what they call it. They call it a plan, yep. uh, and it's. I think it's like $15 a month, or, um, but you, it instantly replaces it. So if you, if you break your dongle, you sign on and you go, look, I've broken my dongle – they will automatically send you all the licenses that are on that iLock to your computer so you continue to work. But you've got to send them the iLock so they can see that it's broken, then they'll replace it with an iLock that has those licenses loaded on and send it back to you. But you can still keep working because they send you the licenses that you have so you can work literally straight away. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea because uh, that does worry me, the iLock, I must admit. That's right. And for me, geez, I can't even think. I mean, I've got an iLock full of licenses, so I can't even think what I'd do without that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting though. A lot of the big plug-in companies are moving away from iLock now. They're all going with their own little, um, like Waves, for example, have this thing now called Waves Central that you have to have um, installed on your computer to use their plugins. So it basically is the intermediary between Waves and your computer. Ah, that's a- so okay. when you buy a plugin it puts it into your Waves Central account. Yep. You open up Waves Central on your computer and say, show me all the software I've bought recently and up comes a list and you can double click and install it onto your computer. Yep. But you no longer need an iLock because Waves Central does what the iLock used to do. Waves Central says, yes, okay, you have a license for that so you can use it or no, you only have a trial license. It's it's expired, you can't use it. Okay, because the only thing I use... Uh, the iLock 4 that I'm aware of, is the um, license for Source Connect. Yeah, right. Okay, well, yeah, so f- so that would be that would be different. 
um, because Wave Central is exclusive to Waves plugins. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I know Adobe doing it now with their stuff. So if you download Audition or any of their video editing software or Photoshop or whatever, then you have to install their version of the Waves thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know whether, so- whether um, source elements have started to do something with that yet, but I haven't seen it. So, yeah, there, there's another one I use, uh, lots of stuff um, called Isotope. Um, they've got a thing called Stutter Edit and I use their um, loudness metering for television and all that sort of stuff and they haven't done anything like that yet either. It's still all iLock authorization. Oh, okay. I'm sure it will all go that way eventually. Yeah, yeah. Just getting back to the stuff dying conversation that we were having, I mean, even, you know, just backing up hard drives and all that sort of stuff. Always oh, yeah. cover yourself. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. On that note. <laughs> we, should, we, we should try and get someone on who does this sort of thing. Absolutely. We're talking about to have a chat. So we might try to do that next week, huh? Okay. I'll uh, see if I can track down George or the guy in Sydney that you found. Yeah, cool. Lovely. All right. Sounds like a plan. Cheers. The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. To polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com. Find professional voices simply all in one place. Realtimecasting.com, including me.